Hey everyone, welcome to episode 63 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. So, last week our episode was entitled Be a Gatekeeper, and I would do yourself a favor and go back and check that episode out. It was a great look and a start into our current series, which is A Church Without Walls, which goes to the very core of who we are striving to be as a church community. It also somehow came alongside of the events that happened in Charlottesville. I don't think you could have written a sermon that was better suited for the racial tensions, the the violence. Yeah, who would have known? I, that actually was preached pretty much while that was going on. Yeah, yeah I think the first yeah. one I read this morning, uh, kind of the – they kind of knew problems were happening about 10.30 yeah. a.m. Yeah. Eastern. And I didn't even realize Charlottesville was University of Virginia. Virginia, uh, yeah. Thomas, was Thomas Jefferson? I think so. Uh, and yeah. then uh, James Monroe, uh, yeah, President Monroe lived there. Yeah. And there's all the history there. And then, you know, you think about all the different things that happened over the weekend. And I thought to myself, you know, here we are. We're going to talk about, you know, be a sanctuary, be a safe place for someone and speaking about the the woman that was caught in adultery and part of your outline, the kind of the opening statement said, do we allow fear, prejudice and popular opinion to be our means of judging others or might there be another way to make our first response a sanctuary of seeking understanding and peace before we judge? I'm thinking to myself, no. maybe someone could have been. <laughs> I could have heard that. Maybe they could have heard that a week, week yeah. before. Could have could have yeah. gone with that. And I just, wow. I just thought, you know, sometimes we take church for granted. You know, you take for granted that I'm going to get up, I'm going to go mm-hmm. to church, I'm going to take the kids, the family, we're going to go, and then you come alongside of something like this where the message. You know, you couldn't have planned it unless you have a crystal ball you haven't been telling us about. <laughs> Not so, at all. You know, to know that how yeah. closely some of the the real the real meanings or the the real um nitty gritty if you will of these stories and and the way they kind of came together it's just it's as soon as I heard the message and then more and more details come out i was just I just thought to myself, man, sometimes God just puts the right message, and I thought, how lucky and how blessed were we to get this message from Jeff this week as this was happening because man, if you look around, whether it's the news or God forbid you go to social media and and even <laughs> in your timeline about this, it's everywhere, and so many people have so many questions. Yeah, and that's one of the you know that's one of the things that I was looking at, and I thought you know it really is easy to pick up a mob. Oh, yeah, it's just yeah, there's a great opening line. There, there's though. so yeah, there's so much anger and animosity, and we we want to channel it, we want to get it away from us and so we start to hurl it you know we we start to figure out a way to blame somebody else or we try to use uh you know other parties or other groups to you know our our vitriol responses sometimes can just fly without us thinking most of the time and how yeah. to be a, how to be a sanctuary for all for others, all everybody not yeah. not just the ones that see it the way we see it, see it yeah. right yeah. exactly how do we how do we sanctuary them that's yeah, that's it, hard. You know what's what's starking, and I, I'm not trying to uh, belabor this story, but it's a good story to belabor, I guess. Yeah, is that you know John paints this picture of this woman and Jesus alone, which gives you the you know kind of makes you pause and say what what happened to his disciples? Yeah, and you know what happened to the rest of the people he was teaching at that time. And I'm not saying that they weren't there. I'm just saying that he he makes this look like there is just the conversation between these two people. 
And whether they are or not, we, we don't we don't really know. But um, it paints a, a picture of us as bystanders. It's very easy for us to be bystanders and say that's not my responsibility. But Jesus, the only one that actually could throw the stone, was the only one able and justified to throw that first stone, is the one that stays and actually creates the sanctuary, which I think is a great opportunity for all of us, Yeah, is rather than hurling stones. Because we, you know, in some time... We all think we have a right. Yeah, Yeah. we all think we're justified. We really do. Wherever, whatever position we're on, we think we can throw this stone. We're okay to do it. And that's not what Christ asked us to do. Well, and I just thought there's so much going on right now with this, and it's so fresh in people's mind, and it's such a subject that just you can feel your blood pressure go up when mm-hmm. you just – whether you're coming at it from – I don't have a dog on either side of this aisle <laughs> politically, but we can all – or hopefully as Christians, we should all be able to agree that this is not what yeah. God wants. This is not what any of us should be involved in, and we should be supporting those people that you know are, are at the brunt end of this just – Absolute craziness. And you started with, this week I want to challenge you to look at how we might respond to those who have been damaged by the walls we erect in our world, our society, and even in our churches. And I want us to look at what it means to be a sanctuary. And you followed that. And again, that just – it all tied in so well. And you went into the Floyd dodgeball story, (laughs) which, you know, it had had its humorous – points yeah. to it, which is always good in a message, but so much of the of what you described are the same things that causes these things to escalate between ourselves and our need to, you know, number one, be right, mm-hmm. and then number two, anyone who disagrees with us or who we may perceive to have slighted us, they have to be more than wrong, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they have to be put in their place the way we see it. I mean, it's not good enough <laughs> if someone else does. It's almost like it has to be exactly how we see it. And then finally, we deflect and we redirect, and then we just pile on, yeah, so yeah. that we come out looking good. But particularly Christians, why would we have a need to engage anyone, much less each other? Even sometimes in Christianity, as bullies. I mean, it's obvious to everyone, but the bully, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah, most of the time, it seems like if we just practice the golden rule, <laughs> you know, not to be simplistic, but I mean. If we love others as we love ourselves, it's what we want for them, what we want for ourselves. It really, we don't all get to have a Floyd in our, in right, our lives. Right. Oftentimes. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. True. The, the the other part of this is they. It's interesting because even the last statement that Jesus makes to her, he says, "Go and sin no more." You know, as I was reading and studying through that, we do want to create a moral issue here that there is truly someone that's evil. In this scenario, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, the more we can demonize, the more we can create that, uh, and 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 prop ourselves up as being justified, the easier it is for us to think we can live with ourselves. Yeah, but in reality, as all those people were walking away, I've never looked at it this way in terms of Jesus providing an opportunity for the Pharisees and the scribes to stay by. You know, if you stay by with the woman, you'll be healed just like this woman will be healed. And we're not talking about healed, you know, from something that is – that people can see. We're talking about something that's internal. Internal, yeah. And the Pharisees just couldn't do it. But she does. She obviously stays by. Yeah. But what you just said, how do we – I don't know. The big uproar has been – you have to call it like – 
It is. That's right. <laughs> sin so, by its right name. Right. Sin yeah. by its right name. And so while, like you just said, we don't want to be one of those calling out and, and showing <laughs> other people's sins. And it, you know, and it does make us feel better by default. It's, I, yeah. I think that's our sinful nature. If you don't but, sin like me, don't sin at all. That's right. Just don't even bother. <laughs> but then how do we stand up and say as Christians, you know what? That's garbage. That's just utter garbage. Whatever class or race or religion that you are, how do we stand up and say, as a Christian, I don't believe in this? And I don't condone it, right. and without saying. Well, I think we have to we have to compare it to biblical truth and Christ's teaching. You know, okay. there has to be some root for how we give it an evaluation. And so, you know, there's there's some things that are just blatantly evil. I mean, yeah. that, that, and then there's things that are less blatantly evil, and we have to make some judgment calls about them. And then there's things that look good and are evil, and <laughs> so that they get they get more the discernment issues become more and more important. I think we, as long as we have a standard by which we go, we go back to, to biblical standards or Christ's teaching and say, okay, this is clearly not in line with Jesus' teaching. I think that's somewhat of a safe zone. The problem yeah. is, is when people don't agree with us, we first think they're just uninformed, and then we think they're ignorant, <laughs> and then we think they're wicked. Yeah. Right. Which all could be well, true, but we shouldn't make those assumptions. Well, here's the point that I think gets missed in all of this mob mentality is that the the woman I mean Jesus I think sees through this whole scenario obviously the mm-hmm. Pharisees were not there to purify the camp of Israel no. that wasn't their they, <laughs> they weren't for him. yeah exactly they weren't trying this was not about uh, finding this woman and helping her and redeeming her and, and whatever this and obviously they broke the law by not bringing the other party but Jesus sees through all that so first of all, the point is that these people who want to throw stones and all this stuff, this what what he did in the sand, I think, was classic. Mm-hmm. You know, just perfect to dissipate the crowd so that he could talk with the woman. Was the woman doing wrong? I, yeah, we could probably say, yeah, she didn't make the right decision. But in terms of how she was going to now be stoned for that decision, you and I, and even people back then, this was not. By the way, stoning was not not only not to be done, it was against the law for Jesus or any of the other priests to say, let's pronounce her to be stoned. The point is that Jesus saw through her. And if I think if we had the bigger story, we'd realize how Jesus looks at us because he does see the bigger story. He sees the story of who we are in our lives. So for us to sit back as observers and condemn her, calling, quote, sin by its right name, is a gross injustice on our part and also not what we're supposed to be doing. That's not our call. Yeah. And the, and the yeah. words the words you used, I don't know what scripture you found it from, what uh, version of the Bible. Oh, that was Bible, the Jewish Orthodox Bible. The, yeah. the, of what Jesus says at the end, instead of, instead of go and sin no more. Oh, right. Um, yeah. That was really powerful. Yeah, it, the the tra- the real translation should have written, "I don't condemn." Well, I think everybody heard the sermon. I don't condemn you. Now have to make a fresh start and go and stop wandering down this road that leads to nowhere, yeah. which is a great, yeah, great scenario of what that is trying to say. Well, I'm glad you did that because that was going to be one of the things just for anyone that may not have heard the message yet. And of course, you can do that in the Florida Hospital Church mobile app, or of course, on the website at hospitalchurch.org. But if you've never heard that specifically, that was an, an eye-opener. And I think maybe that answer to some of the questions that mm-hmm. we have about this lies in how he dealt with her. But you said that before Jesus could even listen to her, he needed to diffuse the volatile animosity of the crowd by appealing to the motivators of their hatred. And I don't know, you, you read that and you listen to that, and you know, are we just doomed continue, to just continue <laughs> – this 
the circle indefinitely? I mean, is there really anything we can do or are we all just sitting around waiting for Jesus to return and going, well, he had the power to diffuse it because he knew what the motivators were. What, you know, and like you said, how do we know the big picture? If we just stand back and we're ready to throw stones because your sin isn't like mine, that helps nobody either, not, nor is it our place. So where is, is there some kind of a middle? Well, Andy, yeah, that's good. Andy said this, we were talking about this incident today and Andy was saying in regards to this, you know, that's part of this is, well, it's first of all, it's a really, it's a very complicated piece. This thing that, you know, this world that we live in is not, it's not easy to surprise. But the part of it, it is, is there's just so, some of this just has to be, in a sense, just quieted down. We need to have time to reason through these things. And people are not reasoning. Well, we attack we people. Try- we attack people instead of ideology. And it, it, it happens in a mob group and it can yeah. happen individually as well, in the lack of a better term. I think there were more civil times when we were able to debate an idea, have just vociferous differences of opinion, and then when we're through debating it, let's go to lunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and today we, we tend to villainize the holder of a position, not the position itself. Sure. And, so, and so we won't even talk about the position sometimes. We'll just talk about these people that hold this position. Yeah. And, and so we're back at attacking people. And ideas ought to be talked about. When we talk about free free speech in America, free speech isn't so I can be mean to you. Free speech is so I can be mean to an idea you might hold. We can argue that idea out sure, uh, and, and have that conversation. Well, and you finished the Floyd story. We're, again, we're kind of jumping around <laughs> a little bit this week just because we already went to the end already and now we're back a little right, bit. Right. But I didn't, I didn't want this to get left out because you finished the Floyd story with the words, I find it good to know that wherever we are, there's an opportunity to provide a sanctuary for anyone. Mm-hmm. This could mean in times of oppression and injustice, intolerance and marginalization. We're all given the opportunity to stand for the cause of justice. When you look at what happened there, this is just one one Saturday yeah, morning right. from, what, three to four hours. Obviously, there was seemingly some planning <laughs> in advance, but really just this what we see and what's being just debated heatedly yeah. in the news and everywhere else is just a small – representation of what's out there. So if you look at it as a large picture and you start to look at yourself and say, well, what do we do as a denomination or as a local church? And then, goodness, if you think, what do I do personally? That leaves us with an awful big mountain to move. What's a first step that we can just kind of get moving and feel like we're part of the solution? I I think definitely part of it is saying, who am I in that situation? You know, where do I stand in between these very divergent people, groups that are ready to do war with each other? How would I be a peacemaker? What would I, what would I do? Because certainly you're not going to support craziness on, on any of the angles, but, but you've, yeah. got to, you've got to go against evil wherever evil is. Yeah, boy, you know, I go back to Christ because Christ, first of all, did not want to go down to Jerusalem. I don't know if you remember the the story before this was the story with him and his brothers, <laughs> and his brother says you should go down to Jerusalem. And uh, you know there, there's a bunch. You know the feasts. This is October, so all the feasts are going on, and you know. And Jesus says, "No, it's not my time yet. I'm not. You know, I'm not going to to work up that kind of stir up that kind of a of a fervor." But he did go down. Actually, uh, in the it says the middle of the feast, which means that you know he was taking his life in his own hands basically because sure. they were already plotting, and and yet 
you know, Jesus could have said, hey, this isn't my fight, not yeah. my argument, not my deal. <laughs> he could have just walked away. You know, this woman, I don't think you really want to stone her anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I'm going to take my little group and we're going to go somewhere else where we're not bothered. Or He didn't do that. He literally stood up as the woman is standing next to her. So I do think we have opportunities. And Andy's right. I do think we have to search our hearts in terms of what is our voice. And we can't look to just our own portfolios, our, you know, our status, our reputation. We have to look truly at what God's calling us to be. And sometimes that does get a little risky. And, I, and I, you know, in this situation, it's risky. And yeah. It's very risky. And that's really important because it is the call to engagement. Yeah. Uh, the easy yep. the easy move on all these kinds of things is just uh, let me just withdraw into my shell and I'll be disengaged from it. Somebody else's problem, let them fight these fights. I'm just I'm not I'm not going to take a stand. Yeah. And and that's that's a coward's way out as well. I mean, sure. it's just but how to say, okay, how can God use me to be a peacemaker? How do how do I further kingdom values versus insane stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And to put that out there in a in a way that's positive. Well, again, this week we kind of got way off the script, which was great because we ended up covering everything we had thought about anyway, just got there in a different manner. But the thing that I wanted to leave you with is this week there was a lot of great FHC takeaways. So if you haven't uh, checked those out, you can do that on Twitter at Florida HC. And if there was ever a week to leave in a comment or to text us about how this has affected you or maybe some ideas you have about what we've talked about, this would definitely be the week to do that. And you can do that right from the church app. But I really wanted to leave everyone of the picture of Jesus standing next to this woman after everything that he that he did and the way he protected her. And he did it with love and with grace. And he's the only person, like you said, standing left next to her just the only person able with the ability to throw that stone. And if we could just take a little bit of that, a little part of that Jesus, and be that person who just tries to heal and chooses to leave stones on the ground, mm-hmm. no matter what that situation is, and try to keep the level head and, and put those things out there in a positive way that you know Jesus is who we're following, and that's why we look at things a little bit differently. So what is upcoming this week? This week's Andy, actually. It's, He's wrapping up the series. A series on – what's the actual title? It's actually uh, called Being a Boundary Keeper. Boundary Keeper. Yeah. So this is the – talk about boundaries. So yeah. the, oh, well, that – you know, hey, if we could have talked about boundaries <laughs> before this week, maybe that would have been helpful well, The idea too. was – yeah, just – I know we're taking time here, but basically this one is about people who are actually needing to have some sort of protection or – you know, we have to realize that – we do need boundaries. There are not walls, but boundaries but to boundaries. keep to keep and the dis- distinguishing between those two is a little yeah. important. Yeah. All right. Well, so wish me wish me luck and pray for me. <laughs> so good luck and prayers for Andy for this upcoming week. So you definitely don't want to miss that. So until next Wednesday in episode sixty four, this is Randy for Andy, Jeff, and Tom saying thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you then.